Welcome to Real Talk Podcast. I am Valerie Malone, Life Coach, Motivational Speaker. Real Talk Podcast is aimed to empower you to grow, learn, and create a life you love on your own terms. In this podcast, we bring experts worldwide to talk about their experience around health, relationship, career, and money mindset. In each episode, experts share their success stories and provide strategies, tools, and techniques you can apply in your life to solve in a specific issue that you may be facing. Be sure to subscribe, like, and leave a comment so more wonderful people like you can listen to this podcast. Today's episode, we have Angela. Angela is a holistic lifestyle empowerment coach. She specializes in helping women go from victim to victor of their own lives. She uses a holistic approach to healing. Together, she helps create, build sustainable self-care practices to help you prioritize yourself, cultivate joy, release resentment, and reduce stress minus the guilt. I am so excited that you're here with us. Now, you are a holistic lifestyle empowerment coach. Now, I did an introduction for you, who you are, but I want you to tell the listeners from your own self and language, what do you do to help your clients become a better people and do create a life that they absolutely love? Yeah, um, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I, like you said, I'm a lifestyle and empowerment coach. I work specifically with women to help them go from victim to victor in their lives. We do this by creating a buildable, sustainable self-care practice, and that helps them learn how to put themselves first, minus the guilt. The guilt piece is super important for me, um, especially for us women, um, for mamas. We carry around a lot of guilt with us in a lot of the things that we do. And so it's critical for me as I'm helping my clients move forward to build this new life for themselves that they know and understand that the guilt doesn't have to come along with it. So that's a, a big focus in my coaching. Um, now, before I start asking you a question about how it is, and like you said, the guilt is very, very important, and I know a lot of people are feeling guilty, including myself. I did it for the longest time. Uh, me and you spoke before, and your story fascinated me because um, you actually had a, you were working from, like, you were a working girl. You were working from nine to five, and you, were, you did it for a long time, and you were really good at your job, and then all of a sudden, you said to yourself, I don't want to do this anymore, and you stopped working, and you pursue your career, and I, I wanted to talk about that because I know you told me, but I want the audience and the listener to listen to this because I'm sure somebody's there and say, hey, I want to change career, I want to do something, but it's too hard. So I find your story really uh, uh, empowering, and, and I was like, oh my God, I want to ask her that first. What give you that idea, like, I'm going to stop this work and I'm going to go after my passion? Yeah, so um, I spent 14 years in my, um, in my corporate job, and I was away from home 60 hours a week, roughly, um, with commute, and I never was fully satisfied or fulfilled with the work that I was doing. I was good at my job. Um, I managed thousands of employees over the course of my career. Um, the nature of what I did, I had a lot of employees um, over, my, over my career. Um, and I loved them and I loved being able to support them. I loved being able to teach. I love being able to share my information and knowledge with people, but the actual day-to-day -day work that I was doing was just monotonous and tedious. And I always had this thought in the back of my mind, like, is this really 
what my life is meant to be like forever. Am I literally meant to wake up every single day, walk out my door, leave my family behind, be gone for 12 hours, and then come back and go to sleep and wake up and do it all over again? I was like, there is no way that life is meant to be this. There's no way. Um, I've always been really passionate about sustainability, about health, about nutrition, about um, growing your own food, about home cooking, um, all of the things that really sort of make me very, uh, like the typical, I live in Portland, Oregon, so I'm like the typical Portlander. Um, <laughs> um, but all of those things have been, I've been really passionate about for my whole life. And so, you know, I had this thought, how can I marry what I'm passionate about and what I love, how can I marry those things into my career? Um, the, the real catalyst uh, for me, unfortunately, was born out of tragedy. I lost my nephew to an accident. He was hit by a car. And um, given, uh, thank you, it's, it's, it's okay. We're, we're in a, a better place with it now. Um, but that really made me, that was, that was the moment where I said, you know what? Time is the only non-renewable resource. Time is the only thing that I will never be able to get back. The money, the benefits, the vacation, the lifestyle, whatever it is, it's all renewable. But what's not renewable is time. And if tomorrow's my last day, or God forbid, my kid's last day, do I want to know that I spent all of these hours away from home doing something that I didn't really love and have that be the way that I left my life. And I just said, no, I finished my coaching certification. I handed in my resignation and I quit my job in the middle of the pandemic. And I walked away and started my own career. Wow. <laughs> so brave and such an amazing story because um, for me, I never knew what I wanted to be. So my life is, was always like, you know, just as long as you survive, go get a job, provide for your family, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And then um, my own personal story that my, my listener knows, because I talk about it all the time, made me become who I am. And I chose my career because I wanted to be like that person to tell my story and say, hey, it's doable. You can say, but what I love what you said, time. Time is not negotiable. Time is not something you can renew. Time is not something you can bring back. And a lot of time, a lot of us, we feel like, okay, you know what? Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. And the tomorrow never comes. Mm -hmm. The tomorrow never comes. So I love that you said, unfortunately, you have to realize it by losing somebody, but just to the realizing and then questioning yourself, that, that awareness that, hmm, I really, I'm, I have a good job. I have a lot of people that, you know, uh, I, I'm teaching and if they're working under me. But that, that, that little voice was, you know, in your head that keeps reminding you like there's a better thing and there's you'd like something and you have to go there. So ladies and gentlemen, time is very, very important. So now I'm sure that when you started your career and started this, there were some challenges that you had to overcome. <laughs> I know, like, again, you told me a lot of challenge and I love the beginning that you said about something about the guilt. So what are some challenges that you face and how did you not feel guilty about like, you know, leaving your job and, and I know you're a mom and I know you were yeah. married and at the time and all of that, being a wife, being a daughter, being a mom, being all of that, combine all of that and pursue your own career and do something that makes you feel good about yourself. Cause a lot of the time guilt pulls us down. 
Yeah. And I think that it did for a long time. So in the very beginning, when I very first quit my job, um, I, I did feel guilty. I felt guilty in all of the ways. Like I, I feel like I even made up ways to feel guilty. It was like, how am I supposed to be a teacher? And how am I going to fulfill my duties as a partner? And how can I start a career and teach school and keep my house clean and cook the meals and do like all of the expectations mm. that we put on ourselves or that we perceive other people are putting on us. Um, it's all of this outside pressure. And so when I quit, I did feel guilty. I felt super guilty all the time. And I was like, I knew it was holding me back. I couldn't quite pinpoint why, um, but I knew it was holding me back. And so I've really taken some time to sort of dissect how guilt plays into what we do. And it happens for men and women. And I really just believe that it's the societal construct, you know, um, for men, it's they're taught like, go to work, provide, this is what you do. Don't talk about your feelings, put your head down, grind, come home to your family, get up, do it the next day, right? Mm. And if they do, if they sway, any sort of way out of that narrow path, then they're wrong or they're crazy or they're not doing it right or whatever. For women, it's if you can't play all of these roles that we've set out for you and look good and smile while you're doing it, then you're crazy and you're doing it wrong. Um, And so I really believe that we've been conditioned to just like, there's one way. And if you don't fit inside the box, then you know, you're like, we exile you. You're You're the weird person that everyone's like, oh, okay, well, we don't associate with those people because they're not on our, on our playing field. Um, so it was that for me, um, a huge challenge for me, a huge challenge. Um, I lost almost all of the circle of friends that I had. And as a social person, um, that was crushing for me. Um, And it was really sort of an eye-opening experience to teach me that not every person is meant for every chapter of your life. Uh And some people are better served by you staying the version of yourself that you are right now. Whether that's a friend or a family member, um, there are people that won't come along on the journey with you because your growth, your progression, you moving into this new space, that no longer serves them in the way that they're used to and they're uncomfortable with it and therefore push you away or no longer want you in their circle. Mm. That was really hard. I'm a social person. I like friends. I like people. And so to to not like be able to understand, I was like, but I'm, I'm still me. I'm still I'm still me, you know, it's just this different, better version of me, but not everyone's going to align with that, you know? So you had to kind of like come out of that. At first, did you feel guilty? Like it was like you're doing something wrong. Like, all my friends are not here. Like you said, because they didn't get any benefit from it. So they're like, okay, well, she's better now. She's taking care of herself. It's not for us. She's not saying yes, yes for us. Um, But at first you feel guilty, but then eventually you you're like, okay, it's okay to be put myself first. How did yeah. you, like, like putting yourself first. This is mm-hmm. what, what, what a lot of women, especially women. I know men, a lot of men have, we talked about it too. But a mm-hmm. lot of women, because we're putting so many hats, you know, at one time. Like you said, being a mother, we have to cook, we have to clean, we have to look good. You have to look that have that air-shaped body. You have to have sex with your husband. You have to please him. You have to do all that kind of stuff. 
And in the minute you put yourself first, I want you to talk about that with you for a little bit before I know you have some amazing strategies that people can apply to, to uh, practice every day. But that, that's the hardest part to put and like say, it's okay, I'm gonna go first. Like you said, you're losing friends, you know, and your journey is in a different way. They don't see, they don't see eye to eye. They're like, what are you doing? You're crazy? Are you crazy mm -hmm. that you're quitting your stable job? You're crazy that you, you know, starting a business fresh? And I know it's not, a, it's not easy. And putting all these hours and taking time for yourself. So how did you come out of that field? Um, I started really small. I decided to just take one small step um, and I would say, okay, what's it going to be today? Is it, I'm going to take five minutes away and listen to my favorite song and just have that be my five minutes because that belongs to me and it belongs to no one else. So I'm starting to send these little messages to people, my partner, the kids, the universe, people around me like, okay, I'm starting small and showing up. This is my time. I'm marking it out for myself. And whether it's 60 seconds or five minutes, I started really, really small. And then mm. it started to feel good. And that really was the trigger to keep going. It felt foreign. I felt guilty. It felt awkward to talk about. Like I had a conversation with my partner and I was like, look, I really want to change some things. I really want to change um, some, some things about my health, about my career. I want to learn. I'm a lifelong learner and I want to learn what there is out there about how to be the best version of myself. I had that conversation with him and I said, sometimes that's going to look like me needing time away from the kids, away from you, away from, you know, to just be. And so I think that having that real conversation um, with people that are close to you or your spouse or your partner or whatever it is. I even sat my kids down and said, you know what? Um, every human being needs time to just be with themselves. And I really truly believe that kids are no, mm -hmm. we all need time just to be with ourselves. And so we made it a thing in our house. Sometimes we need alone time and that's okay. And we say it with honesty. My kids will say, I need some alone time. Okay, buddy, thank you for letting me know. Go up to your room or go do whatever it is that makes you feel good. And I feel like I'm trying to instill that in my family and in my kids so that it's not just me saying, I'm stepping away, I'm doing these things for me. It's right. my fiance goes to his jujitsu class a couple times a week. That's his time. He loves it. He feels good about it. He has his own friends. He does his own thing. My kids say, mom, I need some me time. I want to go upstairs and play Legos cool, go do your own thing, buddy. Um, so it's, it became a family thing. And that took less of the guilt away. I mean, it took mm. more of the guilt away. Um, it made it easier. It made it fun because now everyone understands like we all need a little time and that's okay. It's okay to need time. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Oh, so it is so important. Like you said, the clear communication that it was in your head and you made it to reality and speak about it and they understood um, and the people that don't understand them, they're like, okay, you know, mm -hmm. and the one that like, obviously the loved ones that love you, they kind of like feel at first, like, okay, but then like you said, they learn from you, which is such a beautiful thing. So clear communication, but get rid of the guilt sometime. And, and as hard as maybe you should really have that talk with them and put yourself first. So love it, love it, love it. Now that we know what you do and how you overcome all of this, 
So I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that are like stuck, especially yeah. in times like this with the pandemic coming up, right? Now there's mm-hmm. a lot of opinion, a lot of opinion out there. Social media is blowing up, people expressing their feelings, what's good, what's not. And every everybody's eyes is almost so confusing when it comes to health, when it comes to relationship, when it comes to career, when it comes to finance. There's so much noise out there. It's almost like, you know, so overwhelming for people. Mm-hmm. They go to work, they come home, they don't know where to start, where to finish. And here's where we come in and you come in. And you have this ability to not only you turn your own life around, but you also teach other people. And you've seen, you heard a lot of your clients talking about it, how stressed they are with a pandemic, with everything going. What are some tips? What are some strategies that people can just say, listen, Angela, I'm just so overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. Where should they start? Yeah, I think that um, the very first piece is awareness. So just that conversation, just that sentence, whether it's to me, to your coach, to you, for your clients, that very first step is I am overwhelmed. This is too much. I know something needs to change. Where do I start? I always tell people in that small piece of conversation, you have already started. Mm -hmm. So making sure to acknowledge every single step, every single win, no matter how small, because as we um, learn to congratulate ourselves, to celebrate, we're retraining our brains that those things feel good. It feels good when I talk about it. It feels good when I take some time for myself or sending the energy and the message out to, into the universe. I'm showing up universe, I'm here, I'm ready, and the universe hears your, your message and, and makes it easier for the universe to show up for you and for you to be able to be open to receiving that message. So that's the very first thing. We have to acknowledge people for where they're at. And that simple awareness is the first step. Then I really, really assess how much time are you willing to invest in yourself and in this process right now? Um, I know that it's overwhelming with all of the roles that we play, men and women. It's not just women. Um, That's primarily who I coach, but I think that it it would be a disservice to say that this doesn't happen to men too. Um, How much time? Is it three minutes in the morning? Is it nine minutes? Is it 10 minutes at the end of your day? Is it your lunch hour? You have to really commit to a time frame. It doesn't have to be a morning routine. You don't have to get up at 4 a.m. and go to the gym for three hours. That isn't necessarily what I'm teaching, but the very foundation is you have to decide how much time you have and how much you're willing to commit. Because mm-hmm. from, that, from that space, then we can create this empowered self-care routine that's for you only that makes you feel important and feel valid because people hear the word self-care and there's all these misconceptions about what it is it's like okay cool you're going to get your nails and your hair done great okay well maybe maybe but it's not about the activity it's about the intention right and so Like I was saying in the beginning, if it's five minutes of you listening to your favorite song and you jam to that song and you dance and it fills you with joy and you feel good and you move your body, that is self-care. 
If you sit quietly with yourself and read a chapter of a book every day for 15 minutes, that is self-care. It's not the activity, it's the intention behind it. So make up the amount of time, find the things that light you up, that bring you joy, and don't put a cap on it or a label on it. I have a client that her empowered self-care routine um, happens when she gets out of bed and she gets a washcloth and she gets hot water on the washcloth and she does it like a little steam facial on herself in the mornings and brushes her teeth and she does all of that before she talks to her husband, before she talks to her kids, before she goes downstairs. She takes five minutes. It's literally five minutes. I think that's the other misconception is that it has to be some insane amount of time in order for it to work, but that's not true either. And so she has this little special routine that helps her feel good, it helps her feel healthy, it helps her feel beautiful, to invest time and care into herself. And that's her special routine. And that's lovely and wonderful. So we have to strip away the labels, we have to strip away um, you know, the limitations that we put on it because self-care is so many things. It's so many things and it's not just time. I love that you said intention, like you put you, you, you awareness is first, because we all know, and like we hear it enough, trust me, on social media, everybody talk about self-care, almost every coach is started with self-care, which is amazing. And like you said, I love what you just said about your practices, that it's not just one thing, because normally people say, oh, you have to meditate, you have to exercise, you have to eat healthy food, uh, okay. But you said that doesn't have to be for you, whatever it is, whether it's you're dancing in the music, whether you're getting up early in the morning and just sitting down reading for five minutes, or whether you just like me getting up and cleaning weirdly, love cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if that works, it works. I'm telling you, some reason vacuuming, it just calms me down. Just something about it that my kids <laughs> make fun of me. It's like, if I only had a vacuum to vacuum the vacuum and clean it up. <laughs> But I'm glad you mentioned that because like you said, it's, you know, there's not the one self-care, like you just have to go to the gym. Because a lot of people, I got to say, a lot of people, when you talk about self-care with them, they're like, oh, there we go again. They're going to tell me I have to go to the gym, exercise. I have to eat healthy. I have to meditate. I have to, which are good things to do. But like mm -hmm. you said, the intention of how much time you have for yourself and what do you love to do? And that considers self-care, whatever it is. Because you see, mm -hmm. like you said, I don't, to me, going and getting my nails done is not something that I enjoy. You know, to me, it's like, yeah. okay, okay, I have to get it. But some people love it and don't label it. So I love the fact that you said don't label it. And yeah. it's like, based on your personality, your lifestyle of who you are, that's what mm -hmm. it means to create a self-care because it can be misunderstood, you know, especially in today's society. A lot of people are thinking that, and the young generation that are coming in, they don't know nothing about life, you know, self-care. Mm -hmm. uh, because they think they're superior and then nothing's going to happen to them. <laughs> oh my goodness. That just having that thought itself, I'm like, Oh no, you don't know what you don't know, <laughs> but you'll learn. Right. You'll yes, learn. Yes. Um, so I love that you said the intention, the time, the awareness all together in, in whatever it is that you make you feel better about you. And that's why it's important to work with somebody like yourself because a lot of us have a lot of pressure in saying that, well, what do you mean by self-care and how can I start this too much time and too much of this and I feel guilty, you know, leaving my family. Now that you mentioned that self-care, this is for everybody that if you're feeling, especially in pandemic and, and, and time like this, this is some of the stuff that you should consider when it comes to self-care. Now I'm going to talk about 
a victim mentality. This is kind of kind of rooted. This is not just now. This is something that people, some people like myself grew up with. Something happened. Something mm-hmm. happened in the past. And we feel like, first of all, why me? Why did it happen to me? And, and we dwell on it. And we just take that and that baggage and we carry it with us. And it's just heavy and it's just hard. And it's like, you want to drop it, but you can't. And we develop that victim mentality. And I know you talk mm-hmm. about that. And I want you to tell us, what is a victim mentality? How can we get rid of it? Why do we have it? So that way they can get an idea. Especially somebody like my back, back like 30 years ago, if I would have somebody like you to tell me, because I was one of those resentful people. It's like, why me? You know, like I was resentful for the whole world. And I was, mm-hmm. like, I was blaming everybody, but myself. Yeah. Um, So a couple of things, victim mentality, the way that I explain it to my clients or the people that I work with is the thought or feeling that life is happening to you. So the traumas, the things that we experience, um, because let's, let's face it, like you and I had talked about and your listeners know your story. um, We all have hard things that happen to us all of us, we have traumas, they may be different, we may not experience the same thing, but we all have really hard, really terrible things that happen in our lives. Now, as coaches, I think that we do, um, that there are coaches that do a disservice in that we're trying to pretend like these bad things don't exist, right? But what we need to do is understand how we can learn and how we can change those events, those traumas, those things that have happened to us, how can we change that and use that to help us create the life that we want to create? So we go from life is happening to me as the victim to life is happening for me as the victor. How can I use these things and experiences? And so that, um, I have a hard time when people say everything happens for a reason, right? We hear that very often. Everything happens for a reason. The, the reason I don't use that particular phrase is because I believe that um, it can minimize the thoughts, feelings, and experiences that people go through. Um, if somebody were to look me in the face and said, your nephew got killed by a car for a reason, probably not a good way to approach me and that's not a good way to get me to open up to see that there may be something to be brought out of that if they say to me life is happening for you that validates me in my thoughts feelings and experiences around my nephew being killed and allows me to have the time and space to process that and to be able to use that in my life to help me get better for me, it was the catalyst for me quitting my job and starting my life um, as an entrepreneur, as a coach, as a businesswoman. Was it born out of tragedy? Absolutely, it was born out of tragedy. Did it hurt? It absolutely hurt. Does it still hurt? Yes, every day. But what came out of it is this beautiful realization that my story, what I have to offer, my knowledge, so many people need to hear it. And just being willing to share it and show people they're not alone. I know that hard things have happened to you. I know and I see you and I hear you. And it's important to validate and acknowledge that. 
and then help you understand that the more that you think that you're unlucky or God hates you, or what did you do in a past life to deserve this or whatever it is, because we tell, you know, we say a million things when we're in victim mindset. It's like, what did I do to deserve this? God hates me. I'm unlucky, whatever. But that takes all responsibility away from us. We're putting blame out, like you said, and we're taking zero responsibility for it. Um, and the really difficult thing to see when you're in victim mindset is that everything is a choice. And now I don't mean that you can control somebody else's behavior. You can't control the world around you. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is your choice is how you respond to that. How do you respond to those things when they happen? And as we move into victor mindset in our lives, we realize that we have a choice. This crappy thing happened to me. What do I do now? Mm. So it's really, um, it's really important that we distinguish those things. I also believe that us as human beings, we need to be validated. We need to be acknowledged. We need to be seen and heard. And when we're able to do that nurturing for someone to help them understand that nurturing themselves and allowing themselves to have the feelings that they have, it really helps them open up their own doors to their own healing and their own realizations. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing what you said because uh, I'm I'm totally um, relatable to that because I had this victim mentality and I was like you said I was saying I'm the I used to I used to use the phrase I'm the black sheep in the family. Mm -hmm. I was the black sheep in the family. Like you said, why God hates me? Why my my parents hated me? I always mm -hmm. I didn't talk to my family for the longest time because. I um I thought oh, it was their problem that I, you know, all the stuff happened to me. I got to say the one thing that helped me, I just want to add into what you just did. One mm -hmm. thing that helped me get out of men, uh, uh, victim mentality was to forgive. Yeah. I forgive them. Because as I grew up and as I had my kids and I saw, like you said, I love the fact that you said little one counts. Like mm -hmm. once you see those little wins, once you see that, okay, I did something as a small as like, I, I was like putting my kids to nap and just watching TV for five minutes. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is my time. I'm actually caring for myself. Those little ones add up. And then once mm -hmm. I realized that, like you said, that I actually have a choice, even though I'm in a situation that is really, really bad, but I can make a choice to alone five minutes spend time with myself and be with myself and appreciate myself. It doesn't matter what other people do. And I did, the, the more I did that, the more I became aware and, and, and one with myself and knew that, you know, it's my choice. Now I can change my life if I wanted to. So fast forward, but then it got to the point that I was able to forgive. And that was a big, big deal for me. Once I forgave and I said, you know what? They didn't know better. Mm -hmm. He didn't know better what they did. And I'm not going to carry that guilt and teach my kids. And I'm not going to, you know, so that was a really, really big uh, thing for me. And I, I totally get you. Like you said, it's not life doesn't happen to you. It's just what's coming out of it. Mm -hmm. That little thing that burns like yourself. He said, it's quit your job. You got this. Now you're working with people. You're helping people. How beautiful that shine. But if I would have told you a year ago, you would be like, oh, I don't know. And the yeah. process was not easy. I just want you to one more time tell people that the process that it wasn't easy for you. It wasn't just like you quit your job and all of a sudden you coach and making all this money and like, oh my God, look at me. I'm like, you know, the perfect <laughs> coach here. Oh my God. Well, I wish that that was the case because that would make things a lot easier. But that is just, <laughs> it's not, it's just not the truth. And I think that um, there's, you know, 
it's all, it's not easy. And I'm really like, it's my personality. So the people that work with me, like I will tell them this journey will not always be pretty. It will not always feel good. It can get ugly. It can be hard. You will have to face things that you've maybe suppressed or shoved down for maybe years of your life. And those things are going to start to come up. Okay. And you need to know that going in, I would rather you be prepared than you have no idea what you're in for. And then you show up and you're like, Oh, I hate this. I don't like this at all. This is uncomfortable. I don't want to do it. Mm. Know that it's going to be uncomfortable. Know that because it is for all of us and it's not, it's not perfect. It's never over. Even us as coaches, we, we continue to grow. We continue to go through experiences where we have to reevaluate what we're doing we question ourselves sometimes we're human beings like we are human and just because i'm a coach doesn't mean that i don't experience life in that way it just means that i have extra set of tools that helps me be prepared so sometimes it's messy sometimes it's ugly but it's all worth it in the end because the joy that comes out of it is is a blessing and it's wonderful uh thank you so much well we really appreciate you coming over here and sharing those tools with us so we can take some of that and the listener can take some of those tools and apply it in their lives because especially I keep emphasizing on these, these days that the, with, the, with the pandemic and with the corona, with all this stuff going on, people are so overwhelmed. So I thank you so much for coming over here and sharing some of your story. That was a delight so people can listen and they're not alone. So you can say to them like, you know, yeah. you're not alone. I've been there, done that. Mm -hmm. And also um, give them some tools and some strategy that they can take today and apply it in their life to feel a little bit better, to have a direction, to realize, to be aware of what they want and is doable and they can do it by themselves. If not, how can they find you? And um, I just wanted to, uh, the audience to reach out because sometimes people are like, oh, it's too much for me. So if you need a help, you're the perfect person that they can reach out and check you out because you have an amazing uh, website and program and all the things that you teach to your clients. So go ahead, tell us how mm -hmm. they can find you. Yeah, so the best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram because there's links to all of my stuff. My, um, I've got some free downloads on there for an empowered self-care routine. I've got, um, you can book a free call with me. The first call um, with new clients is always free. Um, and I love to answer questions and to expand on what we're talking about. Um, they can look at my website, all of those things. So Instagram is the best way to find me. Um, and it's coaching with Ange with an E. So coaching with Ange. And um, I, I come to you as real as I am now. Uh, what you see is what you get. And um, I am always honest. And uh, I just love to share with people. I love to be supportive. I love to share. I love to teach. That's who I am as a human being. And I'm just very blessed and joyful that I get to do that for my work. It shows like it literally shows all over you. I love your authenticity. I love the person that you are. And like you said, you tell it how it is. And we need that. And we need that because you're not the person that just to do it. And I've, I've, I've interviewed a lot of coaches and I've done, I've talked to some amazing people that we got a lot of things. And I've been doing this for a long time, long as long as time. And um, we love people like you. That is so genuine. That has happened to you. That is that you actually said, listen, um, I'm going to share my story to help you. 
Mm-hmm. And this is what people want because it's relatable. You know, like you said, we're human yeah. beings. Because a lot of people have this idea of that coaches are like, oh, your life is so perfect together. You figure it out now, you everything. And, and uh, me and you, we spoke about it like the last time. It's not all uh, that, but it's possible to get there. So I thank you mm-hmm. so much for sharing all your ideas and your story, more importantly. Um, and we're definitely going to bring it back because what happens is that once we air this, we're going to get a lot of questions. So we're going to bring you back and you can answer more questions, but I want the listeners to find you on your Instagram. We're going to link everything, make sure they find you. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, get her because her call are complimentary. If you have any questions, if you want to work with her, she give you a free session, right? Yep. Yep. That's amazing. I'm here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. This was an honor. Thank you so much.